Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss the ninth episode of House of the Dragon, The Green Council, written by Sarah Huss, directed by Claire Kilner. I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. Emily, did I get her name right? No, I didn't. Olivia. Olivia Cook was outstanding in this episode. Her and Eve Best, this is their best acted episode their scene is probably my favorite out of the season thus far just really powerful and speaks so much to something i think has been very overtly dismissed uh, as not a a place of power not a place of understanding for some more so than others but i've contended that allison's role the one in which she has defined herself is the one in which many women have found themselves and have found their own sense of purpose and power within the very male dominated sphere as they find that they find themselves in and how that can be extremely frustrating but it also can can be something that i think that her and renee share is this uh not complacency but this understanding of that and not really being bitter about it (laughs) uh they still despite you know creating these windows and their their cell very much should be in positions of power because they do seem to be rather you know thoughtful decent rulers i mean there's nothing to say i mean it's very clear that the Vise- well, i don't want to skip ahead because i love that conversation and we could delve into that more but just seeing how the green council how it comes to be how things unfold really the political stroke of genius you see here from allison and how she in a way usurped the usurping (laughs) of her son being crowned and how she was able to to make such a strong statement just using symbolism just using Uh, putting the power back in the people in a way i mean just as far as strategic moves go i mean chef's kiss it's just horrible it's done for someone who quite frankly uh as one stated before r.i.p beesberry you know if it's their birthright it should be given to them despite whether or not they are <laughs> they are actually meant to have that position and now that's kind of come back to bite him in the ass or or i before we jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast podbean apple stitcher spotify amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for our 
finale episode blackercouch at gmail.com and if you want to send feedback for any other show that i do same same email so let's talk about the opening i really like showing the castle when when power is removed from the rooms it's these people that create this uh this hierarchy this sense of great authority but when they're not there it's just a place it's just a throne with a whole bunch of swords on it looks super cool but it's not a a seat of power until a king is sitting upon it then you go down to the servants quarters and things are always popping off below stairs there's always things that keep the little people that keep this this uh hierarchy this idealism in a lot of ways going as well because if people don't believe in the king well then the king doesn't have the power well there's also the army but we also could see in history how you know that's not i mean we all know about the french revolution right i don't know how deep that metaphor was supposed to go but i got pretty deep i got at least probably not even (laughs) i think it's far deeper than it even like nah nah i actually went a step deeper so i don't want to give myself credit for maybe only possibly scratching the surface of where that okay now we're just rambling in the in the kitchen we see a little boy give talus a note talus goes to see the queen she is upset when she gets the news however it's business 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 she tells her to stay here because uh no one is to know this information so she's locked in her room however she does a candle message by the window to inform her master the white worm that the king has passed she goes to see her father they are both at least very solemn about the passing as he pointed out he was a friend to otto sarah said it was and this was his wife's on a personal level they had a very close relationship with him and uh she tells him what she believes and she does believe this i think there was some commentary and i think i even said there are going to be people that are going to say well she heard what she wanted to hear but as i stated and i stand by it as someone as deeply religious as her i think that allison and it's shown that she probably wanted and hoped that viserys would change his mind but she never intended that it should be usurped or taken in a fashion the way in which it unfolded so him trying to mend the rift between the families him saying telling her you know because i never know with those scenes when they're close and we hear it but maybe someone else isn't supposed to hear it but him saying i have to fix things i have to make things right her knowing about that dream and him then coming back to this moment she didn't know that was going to be his last moment breathing i think that's also very very much a, a evidence and she 
not using this as his last words of like oh my god this is the last thing he said to me now it's his dying wish she's even doubled down on it must be the right thing to do even if she herself is not exactly behind the idea of her own son (laughs) ruling just because of the person he is but it is she believes his birthright and her father or his father decided to do the right thing in the end and honor his son who he has been keeping at bay uh even though he doesn't want it it's still something that uh she feels is within what should have happened because of the righteous thing that she's got going on you know whether you like or dislike her religious conviction that's what is motivating her and otto is surprised to hear this news but it's almost glorious to him because now he's like i don't even have to fucking feel guilt what i noticed in the green council is when they tell everyone about the death of the king uh, the, everyone's there including tylen orwell beesbury the oh i forgot his name already my grizzly bear <laughs> who was the the lord king's guard lord commander harold westerling of course bitch ass Kristen cole and i think that's about there that new guy lyman i think he's i don't know what he actually does and he, you notice that that Otto doesn't put his green ball in the socket until after they say the king died and his last wishes was for Aegon to take the throne and then it was almost like okay we're on the record now is that what's that all about it's almost as if they're keeping the king's last wishes out of that wouldn't that be wanted on the record just interesting bit of note there uh when he puts his or it could just be like now we get down to business now we're done doing the morning part of the the news Uh, and here we go and she realizes very quickly allison as she's listening to how tylen saying the treasury is going to be split uh lyman mentions that there well otto says there's two people in the king's guard that are still loyal to damon so we need to replace them then lyman mentions something else about oh no tylen mentions the boros like the baratheons like boros may not be in support of it but he has four daughters so we can probably make an arrangement with him and that's when she realizes okay wait a minute before my husband's words you were already planning and had in effect a plan to take over the throne to which lyman replies we didn't want to sully you with such dark things fuck you bitch shut the fuck up bitch back the fuck up i'd like to fuck up you hey so i am of two minds about reading allison's reaction here because on one hand it would be 
fair to say hey allison isn't this something that you've been pursuing for all this time what does it matter that you've been excluded why aren't you surprised that your father would keep you on the outs look what he did when renera showed up you know clearly he's not about doing things outside of your peripheral authority even before uh before viserys died but this is in your favor what's the big deal other than maybe you feel some kind of way being left on the outside of that but on the other hand i think that six-year gap like when he told her you know i'm glad you have the the wherewithal to have it in you to take what your son is needed we really never got a strong response from from allison in that moment other than a certain kind of (laughs) you know every time she does something in which she herself feels ashamed her father is most there to say "Ooh, yes now i'm proud of you and not only that to say it with such lush delight he does it in this episode and i it sent shivers down my spine in the creepiest of ways oh no i know lord beesberry here's what is going on and he is not pleased notice that allison immediately started picking at her fingernails this this back and forth between her father that is when she was doing all of the the finger biting in the most anxious of state i think that viserys and her duty and commitment to that relationship and that role gave her more control more power it was more of a a loving relationship if not the one she wanted the one she's gonna do the best with (laughs) you know these are the cards i'm dealt i'm going to make myself happy as this and viserys wasn't the worst of husbands clearly so i think she did find some approval even in a fatherly type of way which is also a little mind bending when you think about it because she probably did see him more as a father than she did (laughs) as a husband even though she was his wife with the age difference i'm sure she got older it got a little bit easier but it's mixed in there in those complicated emotions about it but now that she is back alone with her father it's like that security blanket is no longer there and now her anxiety is back on back on the rise uh lord beesbury you know quite frankly i thought you were getting alzheimer's the last time we saw you but he he decides to not read the room at all because he says no one leaves this room until our business is settled actually that was afterwards but he says i will not stand for it i am a man of seven and six and i have known viserys longer than any of you and i don't believe that he would have changed his mind on his deathbed and he's not wrong but here's the thing uh she knows it too because she's like i know you're not it's not going to be believed and i think 
that even bothers her like one when she hears about how they've already put this in motion she realizes what viserys wanted was of no no means to them this was happening whether she put it in motion or it was already or she had disagreed if she balked at the idea this was the plan and there was no fucking way she was not going to to be able to do anything about enacting it and when i talk about the book differences you will notice that sir otto is far more uh involved even than what we see and how he had this whole plan set up and how it is in the book is that allison was very complicit in it and you can see that that was not how it unfolded also some people acting like they were protesting with beesbury over there and they clearly weren't i'm looking at you orwell wouldn't let that shit happen to me though but as i was stating allison doesn't see herself as lying she believes that he was telling her in his own way yes he was on milk of the poppy uh actually he wasn't on milk of the poppy she just gave him that milk of the poppy but he was delirious he he clearly had problems but he was just at dinner perfectly functional perfectly fine he just presided over the council so if he can do that in 20 fucking four hours it's not without the capability or possibility that he would have whispered this to her and she would have understood it as it was understood I, 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 like i said i don't allow for at least in my opinion that she somehow masqueraded this clearly this episode is redefining that as less of a possibility than more of a reality and it again goes back to the idea she didn't know any of this was in motion she doesn't want anything with this much but i think her conversation with rainus is much more telling but even how she decides to go against her father even as she accepts that yeah this is going to be the way that things are people are going to be harmed in the process but you know in a way we are aligned to the same goal and that's what she mostly wants to get to but before she can do that lord beesbury says that she possibly well he accuses her of slander and orwell tried to say calm down sir you need to watch what you're saying her sworn protector is right fucking behind you and you are making some very serious accusations that are untrue uh i think that was something that was thrown out there in the book as well that he could have possibly been poisoned but he wasn't poisoned there's some even still like come on the evidence is there if you decide to distort the evidence that you turning the story to fit your narrative i'm sure damon knew the difference between milk of the poppy and between poison his might maester had no reason to poison him even if he agreed because why would he not uh i'm the the head of medicine <laughs> seriously i think that homeboy made a good uh made a good point when 
he says lord beesbury says this is treason because a lot of the lords like all these houses pledged their loyalty to renera and thailand's like yeah that was my father that wasn't me and that was a lot of other lords that are now dead you know the people that made those pledges yeah they made them but they they weren't made by the people that are now in charge of those houses and and kind of they were forced to make that pledge before there was the idea of a male heir if they were given the choice the same way in which jacaris gave the choice the choice would have then then things would be a lot better but the simple fact is when we are talking about what a lot of the lords would choose a lot of them are for what is actually going down once again still a critique that they do not communicate that very well in the show so he he crosses the line and says that she murdered him he all but says it and the sir christian cole tells him to sit down so aggressively that he breaks his brain and it goes to mush and he did or wow why do you reach out there like he was still alive (laughs) like you all right my brother (laughs) this causes harold westerling to remove his sword tells uh tells sir christine cole that he needs to remove his cloak and hand over his sword because he's done something he should not have done he removes his sword and he says i take a lot of offense at the queen's honor and she immediately says i did not take offense and this is something that's very important look at all of this violence supposedly done in her name and her honor but it's really not what she wanted while she was horrified that lord beesbury would ever think something of her she didn't look over to christy cole and be like end him (laughs) he completely acted out of his own ridiculously weird um mother Teresa. he definitely sees her as the mother he puts her in a certain light that's not necessarily true but it is the closest to redemption that he's sinking especially after we saw how rather suicidal he was so it is a more religious devotion to allicent as his savior an actual savior uh so yeah that's a lot (laughs) not only that for allison being so many things to so many men that objectify her more so than actually um understand know or appreciate her in the in the fashion of her being a woman because that's like i said that was more about him than it was about her so Orwell says maybe we should get this guy you know at least get him lay down you know get his get his head off of the ball that he died on (laughs) the cross that you die on the ball that you die on however that's when 
Otto says the line, no one leaves this room until we've concluded our business. Uh, he's like, I can't believe it's come down to this, Westerling. She wants to know, what about Renera? Her father looks at her like, well, it's going to be a problem if she's around because people will go to her banner. She's like, so you want to imprison her? Well, <laughs> oh, well, it's like, he's right. You know, it's not like she can just be held captive because then people are going to. So you want to murder her? Well, if my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. Of course, Allison is freaking out about this because she didn't even, she thought I was coming to this meeting. I was going to tell y'all what he said. And then we were going to come up with a plan to change the succession. And then they was like, no, we already got this shit covered, including what's going to (laughs) happen. We're going to murder her and her children. And that's how it's going to be because that's how we believe the game to be played. And to a certain extent they're correct it's a sad truth but it is a truth it's what as much as you want to act like it's not the truth look at europeans war european wars of succession due to family members versus say the ottomans or the sultans was it the sultans or ottomans one or the other who once one of the ones was picked from the harem to be king the others were all murdered and while it was a very because it's regicide it's a kin slain very much so it's cruel the act of succession was always a peaceful thing they had 10 times less wars for the hundreds of years they were doing this practice versus europe who you know if there's someone who can usurp who has a claim they can put it forth and then that all they need is to raise an army to get a backing and it's on and popping so while it's very distasteful it is an unfortunate reality to this life so in her mind she's trying to avoid a war because she knows that she will never bend to the knee if they were just to go and approach her and tell her what's what his idea is to send lord westerling well he he, she talks about killing he's like well the king would have wanted viserys would not have wanted to murder his daughter he loved her stop trying to put that on him this is what you want it's what you all want and it's the one thing she will not do she does not want to do she wants to play a political move in which yes you might have egg on your face but i am doing what i think is best and because i think it's best here's all the things in which i want to give to you to persuade you to let this go because she orchestrated it perfectly to to more like force her to bend so that she doesn't like you know if you get a good enough deal you're just like do you really want to go to war or you just go ahead and keep this you know 
or do i want to keep fighting that's what peace treaties and peace terms are all about <laughs> uh they're just like yeah i'll stop fighting because i'm getting this other thing that i want it's maybe not be everything that i want but it's a lot of what i want that is what allison wants to do with uh, the terms that she intends to offer however otto still just wants to murder her when harold resigns with Kristen, looking very satisfied by that why won't you die he says because he's also very pro renera i am answerable only to the king and until one is chosen i resign now this is interesting because otto said no one is allowed out of this room but they let him walk out of this room that's a little bit of the inconsistent writing here with the last scene of the episode which is epic but also a little problematic for me <laughs> uh but this is also one of those where I'm, i was kind of surprised uh considering what happened to other people that uh decided they wanted to try to leave the keep and who's known to be very pro renera so my guess is the only purpose for this is that he's gonna be like uh what's that one guy that used to accompany aria around <laughs> like i don't think that he would make his way straight to renera because although well he could he could i want him to but this is a character that unfortunately well in the book is not around he's dead he's like dead like some hundred something years ago <laughs> so i don't know what they could possibly do with him but he totally wasn't here in this room and uh my guess is that it's gonna be something that comes back we're just gonna run into the character and <laughs> i don't know but i always felt like there's a fight coming between him and Kristen, and i don't want it because as much as i want to root for harold westerling he's up there in his years you know spent 20 something 24 25 years and he was old back then uh <laughs> and you're talking about one of the better swordsmen in all of the the seven kingdoms no no i don't want to see that fight it's not going to be one that gives me joy so i want him to just be found in like two years and renera talks to talks to him and he he somehow gets the word to her of recalling this conversation like hey for all the the shitty things the greens have done or at least allison your hatred towards her when it came to killing you she didn't want to like she was venomously so much so that when that one dude Lyman was like and yet she said you said one more fucking word I'm gonna send you to the damn wall I'm about to end this man's whole career after she leave or he leaves Otto asks well what is your plan she doesn't have one yet they said time is of the essence they go to find Aegon Aegon is not with his lady sister wife helena who is talking to her maid saying that things that you want other people want or something to that effect and she says she does not know where her husband is she seems a little afraid of her uncle 
and he goes to find him looking or locating his uh what do you call him his swarm protector <laughs> i forgot what he is called eric one of the erics his king's guard he says go take your twin brother to go search the city for Aegon because he has slipped out of the castle something he does quite often and something that his guard has gotten very dischanted with because he very much doesn't give a shit about his 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 award and he explores with his brother the reasons why he does not because he's pretty much a piece of dirt that is into just the most crazy things his mother decides to bring sir Kristen to her as well as uh aemon who likes to stare in front of fires and brood it's gonna be me who also apparently just likes to grunt and shit <laughs> But he's also another one that's loyal even when we saw that that moment in the past where he's like it's okay mother and he laid his head on her shoulder there's this devotion he has too to his mother and i think that has something to do with the with the faith of the seven which despite you know some people thinking all well not some myself thinking religious uh religion in negative and connotations they're also the things that they try to positively influence like say treatment of women who would have known who would have thought <laughs> but if you get into the faith of the seven there are some crazy things that they believe that are just bullshit but there's actually actually a lot of science and progressive ideas in the religion believe it or not maybe i should do i wonder if the show will get deep into it maybe one day i'll do it for a spoiler section talk more about the faith of the seven or maybe not spoiler section it's not really spoiler in the podcast i'll look it up so that's their quest she sends aemon who at first is told to not be involved but it's like i would know more than sir Kristen cole she says whatever your feelings for me some people took this to mean romantic but no this is another way in which allison has realized this is her power this is how she's able to control the men around her instead of being controlled by them and it is a little bit the different ways in which she services them for Kristen, it's the madonna savior aspect uh for her children it's the the mother itself that that strong power of a mother's love and affection and with uh, the persistence of faith of the seven something they all are well i would say aemon is more devoted to than than aegon who is more of the disappointment and you got helena who's just different and she does try to tell helena that your father has died but she only tells her there's a beast beneath the boards i was also starting to think this was going to mean something else but i think it's what she meant in this episode and that's a little mm, i don't know how to feel about that 
so they go out on the street and it's a lot of walking around but they go to one brothel turns out at 10 Aegon took him down here told him it was to lose his virginia virginity to get his thing wet and that's when Kristen made that interesting comment that you don't talk about women in this fashion so to speak i'm i'm uh, pretty much summing it up reading between the lines of what he more religiously stated uh the woman that answers says no Aegon is not here he's into other dirtier stuff than silk road and she remembers amen when she took his virginity like oh you are growing up now and he has that moment like mm-hmm, i sure am i'm rick james bitch i'm just gonna put this out there the eric brothers look fine as hell look fine as hell <laughs> whole time i was like can we just see them with their shirts off <laughs> for no reason uh one of the the white worms women i like the effortless addition to those of color in this very fantasy driven world it's appreciated she approaches them and she they tell her she's not her services are not wanted she's like bitch i wasn't offering you i know what you want you want the prince and i know someone that can tell you where he is However, she's only going to deal with Otto and not the peasants that you two are. Yay, yay, Aegon finally, finally says what he's been thinking to Kristen, which is that he should be king. He's been the one that's been reading the books, doing the work. He uh, has the biggest dragon in the kingdom. And yet it's his brother that gets the throne he doesn't even want it you're seeing the exact parallel play out between Viserys and his brother and Aemon and Aegon it's so similar it's pretty much there to watch as like a curse of second sons you know we're always the spare always take it a little bit more seriously even to the extent of Rhaenyra right because she's someone it's like ah maybe I don't want it (laughs) not really putting in the work necessary or the effort and yet everyone else gets to be rightfully the king instead of the best people being picked chosen for the job something Rhaenyra herself started off thinking probably maybe still thinks I don't know we haven't really seen her in effect so I can't say one way or another but that's the whole reason why she picked Kristen because it's not about what the the power move here is it's about who is who should be doing this uh, who has the experience the the expertise after this sending them off she goes to see Rainus. Rainus has been locked in her room she notices that all of the all of the nobles in the castle have been summoned to the throne room where Otto is there telling them that Aegon is going to be king whoever doesn't agree with this uh well you see some who were already like yeah knee bent I'm all okay with this there were a few that stood their ground maybe like seven or eight 
maybe not even that many the only three that spoke up really was the one guy and the woman from house fell and lord caswell was there but then when he saw we saw both of the other two being arrested or taken away to be imprisoned he decided to bend the knee and say all hell the king laris is watching though laris is always watching he was watching when talia and the little boy were put in the dungeons congratulations you played yourself and you see the benefit of having laris on your side because Otto does not have him on his side and I get it now why this creeper would still be <laughs> a weapon she can use in her arsenal because of that same thing he is uh, manipulatable manip yeah he's he's someone she can utilize however with laris i always feel he's someone that is a chameleon he really is in favor of him more so than anything else <laughs> um let's go to let's go to the rainus and allison conversation she says why am i being treated this way notice she's already in black and she realizes that the king has died and she also puts together that you're usurping the throne holy shit <laughs> like even if she suspected she's like oh oh god damn there was a question that was brought up was why is Rainus still here well she was seen to the body being taken back of of the other guy uh, that was recently murdered in the castle and she gives it to her straight she says look uh i i need Renera. i don't want to have a civil war you house of valerian you've been aligned with with them for a very long time and what has it gotten you it has gotten you a dead daughter who died in pentos she didn't even want to die there she wanted to come home you had a cuckold son whether he agreed to be cuckold or not there's no parent no mother who is going to to be okay with that okay because as stated many it's like okay i understand that they may be your flavor but you still do what you're supposed to do between them sheets and your wife is not supposed to stray that's just they they're women who believe in those or you know just because the rules are confined it doesn't mean that they don't believe in those rules and Rainus is one of those because we heard it in the two episodes ago when she said uh you're saying blood doesn't matter well it matters to me because that's what she's been taught and it actually makes a lot of sense why that would be like i want this a part of our legacy our family i don't want it hijacked by someone else just because they're closer or more closely they're related to to other people like that's usurping what what we had what we built and others get to ride the wave on uh so she also points out that your husband 
is the one that was making all these plays for hate for him to be closer to the iron throne that wasn't you i know this and i also know that he left you for six years to go fuck off in a pointless war in an effort to continue on while now coming back maybe possibly not even alive to leave you the lady of driftmark to set a course for herself i tried so hard and got so far but in the end it doesn't even matter i think this whole conversation ties into why she did not at the end of this episode end her uh because in a lot of ways they are similar they they grew up in the same similar confined way of life and despite her always aligning with Rhaenyra uh Rain has never liked her she just even before she did shit <laughs> she was watching her and she's like yeah this is not she doesn't have what it takes you know and more than anyone i had more of a and i still do technically have more of a claim to that fucking throne than anyone else does but i moved past that and she also uh even asked her that question have you imagined yourself on the iron throne because although you you reconcile because she says look i loved my husband i didn't know they were cousins like i love my husband however you should have been queen she's like i'm surprised to hear you say that she's like look you had the temperament and the bloodline it should have been you my husband would have made a great country lord with his books and his hunts and his dogs but that's not the way life turned out we as women aren't not going to rule i know that you know that however we can guide our men to be less violent to be less cruel to try to impart on them our more wise nature and despite her wanting to avoid and evade like oh you know you you think that you're freeing someone by keeping me prisoner but she knows that she's speaking the truth i'm thinking back even when she was talking to renera renera had that very uh coy response well you know you're not me (laughs) when she was saying they're not gonna let a woman sit on the iron throne it's like she didn't want to she was already arrogantly saying well that's what you think i'm gonna get my way but that acceptance of the world you live in is in even as you both of those i think attitudes can coexist like i want to break the barrier yes but i also there's nothing wrong with finding your power within the the divide in which we have these very minuscule roles to be taken advantage of in this world and it is through our rather softer nature and her commitment to the faith of the seven 
rather while it's political i totally believe it's political uh but i also believe she she's deeply devoted to that and i don't think that neris arenas is uh at all religious but she can see the she can appreciate the value of what she's seen what she says to her and that's what she said about the way in which you know she calls her not the queen she says i was wrong under i underestimated you allison hightower she sees her as a person she sees her for the woman she is not the title not the queen not the wife of Viserys. she herself has been very uh has been playing her own game has been weaving out as she says her own little power and that's when she challenges her back to say have you you know you're just trying to cut a window in the prison we saw that last episode when she was sitting on the throne and they had that one shot where she was just looking through the bars because she is very much in a prison uh but it's what it's what she has and she just wonders why don't you seize the throne have you not wondered she almost titillates her with that idea and she says uh because she's like you do everything in the service of men and i think she really does think about it for a moment and her look is i'll leave you with the answer but it's more i think what i I could be interpreting this totally wrong but what reina sees in her is in that moment is you don't have that ambition you don't want that for you you really are doing this in service of uh and you believe what you're saying in service of the men yes i'm i'm in a cage i'm aware i'm in this cage but this is as much freedom as i'm allowed to have and while it it does it would be great to imagine myself on that throne that's not what i'm meant to do that's not my role uh sorry this is left with a lot on our mind that the one shot also that did not work for me is when because then they finally find uh Masaria meets with Otto she basically wants the fights to stop because Eric both Eric's go into this fight club with little kids they have them grow out their hair and their nails and their toenails so that they could be little savages fighting each other what's terrible is he meaning Aegon has his bastard children do this as well as we see a little white haired kid in the background I hope this shut down the rumors I love my boys at bald move I love them but they're just like incredulous at the idea that she didn't murder that woman that made servant and I was like why would she need to like I don't think you understand how low a servant's like this <laughs> no one would care or if even if they believe them it'd be very hard to be believed i think what she was doing was trying to do the best thing she could do for this girl give her money get rid of any problems that may come in the future it's a terrible thing but unfortunately i can't give you the justice you deserve but i will do the next best thing and here's the subtle threat of if you try to tell anyone about this you won't be believed you don't need to kill anyone (laughs) to get that message across i just feel like that would be over and not only that i don't see allison as someone who would just very easily get her hands dirty you know while she did lose her hands in that moment and went to attack rhaenyra 
but she did go to attack Renera and like not one of her boys you know I, I think if she was pushed to the edge sure she might get her hands dirty but I think she has to be pretty fucking pushed to the edge uh, and I, I think it definitely would have to involve her children to even go there because why would she need to do that when Laris could very easily get rid of this person and no one would ask twice so that's where I was just like I don't know where we're getting why we're so uh, attached to this idea that she would murder this person Samasaria says I want that shut down Otto says I'll help you out and she tells them where she hid him away which is in a chapel underneath the altar the erics go to pick him up both erics are like one brother wants to do his duty that's what we swore to do the other's like fuck this kid he shouldn't be king we should abandon these people and get the hell out of here his brother is not going to abandon his duty so when Kristen and Eamon show up to relieve them of their their king only one brother fights Kristen and Kristen wins the day as Eamon tackles his brother who starts giggling like he's being tickled and then he says come on just let me go on a boat I don't want to be king I don't want to do it and Eamon can't believe this is the little bitch ass punk I have to take back to my mother and declare king of the seven kingdoms <laughs> but he does do as he is told once she has secured Aegon, she goes to her father and she tells him wondering why he intends to just get rid of Renera. he's like it's the right thing to do you know it's the right thing to do he's like you don't care about what your husband wishes you just want to keep your best friend your childhood friend and no matter what i do i can't split the two of you up but he also thinks that she's done a good job she's like yeah 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 we're not of two hearts as you point out no i've just been this pawn on your board that you've moved around and he says and so what if you are a pawn i made you a, the queen of the seven kingdoms did you not want that she said i don't know what the fuck i wanted i did everything that was impressed upon me by you pretty much you groomed me to be your servant to serve you to be an obedient child the way in which i was raised that's what i was raised to be not a person but a thing an object a very pretty one at that and she says i have Aegon. we're gonna give renera terms that she that will not shame her and that uh basically we're going to have everyone come all of the people come to the dragon pit we're going to coronate him using Aegon, his namesake's crown we're going to give him black fire we're going to remind the people about the power and the sanctity of house targaryen and we are going to do things my way from now on even though i have a feeling that this divide between them a father is not going because because the soon as oh yeah that's as soon as he got in he was like well played she's like this is not a fucking game <laughs> he's like yeah it is what are you talking about it's a, this is a game we like to play uh no no it's not it's a game that seems to arouse you in some type of way then after she tells him exactly how it's gonna be 
he goes you look like your mother in this light hey bro what oh my god i have heard fathers that say oh you look like your mother i think viserys would say that to his daughter like he looked like your mother because he loved her was fond of her he says it in a way that kind of makes me think that he gets a little aroused by his daughter and i don't know what to feel about this <laughs> especially after she left the room and he's like as you wish i feel like the the writer of this episode was playing with a lot of ways in which men even fathers can view their daughters in a certain sexual light you know because you always have the it's getting a little what's the word i'm looking for freudish it's getting a little freudish up in this piece <laughs> when it comes to all of these men in her vicinity uh and alicent especially when we get to the next interaction because look at look at all the things she's putting in motion here i'm not in a very violent because he says oh you're squeamish about the idea and then you see a little later she pretty much condemns the person to death she's not squeamish and that's what she says she says reluctance to violence is not squeamishness that is how it should be you should stop choosing the most violent way and i think for renera that's also something that she doesn't fully grasp because she's always wanting to choose the most violent way which is what what was that conflict they had um that conflict they had when they were talking about that family like she wanted to immediately start military actions and she's like no there's no reason why we need to get the crown involved in this personal matter before we go to the one Lara scene with her let's talk about laris and lord caswell which i was very surprised was hung this episode after he tried to leave the castle he was caught because laris was watching him knew he was insincere otto has him hanged and he says you've been spending a lot of time with the queen he understands immediately what Otto is getting at. And he says there's no reason why those uh, visits cannot be beneficial to you. So his devotion is not quite the same. He's getting tit for tat with her versus, I mean, even though he does seem a little bit enchantedly in love with her, but I think that's part of the draw uh, of a lot of these men. They see her as this extremely attractive person, but they don't value her it passed any of that so and loris and, and lord loris is someone laris is probably someone who spent a lot of time with prostitutes and with women that's low born because of his handicapped and wasn't you know i think what we learn with Tyrion and other members in this world with handicaps that they're not seen as whole men so women that of his station him with being a, a second son uh, would not have had the same benefits so i could see why he would be totally enticed at the idea of this woman needing him and taking gratification where he can and uh that's with her feet and the way in which she he says i have some information for you just doesn't knock to go in her room just goes in there so the invasion as she goes to have some peace 
to pour her glass of wine she can't even relax because men can just walk into her bedroom at any time and have a conversation with her he tells her important information though first she puts up her feet and he's like talus your maid she's part of this network of informants that your father knows about this is how he got to Aegon first using this web that he kept in place for his own benefit it's so many people that uh he's he's called the lord confessor in this episode as well i wonder if they're gonna go deeper into why he's called that and she wants more information and she has to take off her socks for that and he's like yeah there's uh, all these spies and there's this one who who everyone sends the information to uh and we can we can go ahead and your your father knows about that we could definitely get rid of this it'd be better to cut off the snake instead of try to get everyone else because they'll just scatter like roaches without anyone uh assimilating them not only that you cut off that snake you get to assimilate that power and so uh she says is that something within your purview and he's like uh if you wish it and apparently yes means i get to stroke off while you turn away and i stare directly at your feet until i come once again this brilliant ass move well in the middle of the night uh eric decides he's gonna rescue Rainus. he's getting the fuck out of there it's one of the erics i don't know which one the one he doesn't want to <laughs> do it anymore he's like I- i'm going he's got a bag with him i know what's in that bag because i i, I read the books but there was one moment that i did skip over is when she did have the the silent sisters they did end up tending to viserys body while she was there alicent and then she had a moment of actually grieving the death of her husband in that room that you know has so many fucking instants and still stinks i know he had to he was rotting from within oh but uh yeah he decides to rescue Rainus. however in the crowd she wants to get her dragon but everyone is being hauled into the dragon pit to witness the coronation all of the citizens of king's landing in the crowd they get separated which allows her to witness aegon's coronation and as i stated earlier chef's kiss right you got the citizens there you remind them of their pride they are they feel a part of what's happening next versus it just happening uh you know the way in which she brings it back uh she does a lot of, there's a lot of smart things and even on the way to i mean even aegon is sucked in fortunately they gave the crown to a fucking crazy person but even he is sucked into this moment of wow this is momentous this feels like a big deal on the way there 
she tells him what your father wanted he doesn't believe it because he's like he had all these years she also says look otto is gonna try to tell you to kill your sister don't do that because she is i keep forgetting that they're sister and brother but yeah she is your sister despite her flaws uh she's she's your sister (laughs) she's family and also take this knife which is blackfire know that he really did say that even though she misinterpreted it and he asked do you love me and she says you imbecile like even if that love isn't the love that i want to have for you as a son it is love i think that's a hard thing to reconcile people loving without fully without loving the way in which you think is a healthy type of love but love is not no one said love is meant to be healthy (laughs) it's a good thing we should have it healthy but we know that it doesn't always develop in that particular manner but the the swords i thought that was awesome him being in the all black he even looked more older and mature than he was i mean he looked like a fucking badass even though we know he's not he still looked like the pride of Aegon the conqueror all these years of peace and then you have the king coming in to usher in this new age that reminds us of that other great age i mean the propaganda here speaks wonder speaks volumes uh like i said she's fucking brilliant when it comes to politics and him even walking through and seeing his mother at the end of that to imprint upon how she's imprinted upon her own authority like look to me i think that he's eventually going to fall out of that because a lot of these uh, men do especially the more they become men he's still relatively young even Rainus was up in the crowd like this shit is dope but also i need to go get my my fucking dragon because i was never gonna leave it behind y'all fucking crazy <laughs> so let me go get Maylis. while everyone else is distracted the, it gets a little boring when they do that but I, I like the ceremony of it all uh very much reminds me of a true coronation they get out from the blessing from the church and the pope uh then they crown him with the with the black crown the lord oh yeah because he that was one of her deals that the next lord watch commander or lord commander was going to be Kristen cole and he is the one that ends up crowning Aegon. everyone goes into really great applause he gets out the sword everyone's like eating this shit up and talk about the unintended consequences from Rainus at this very happy joyous moment deciding to to free herself because <laughs> you know all the people she fucking killed all them innocent people that just got murdered i know they say lord beesbury which is correct was the first was the first uh death of the dance of the dragons one could say the people here that just die <laughs> would be on the on the uh, i don't know i can't even say it on the red side that's just if anything as much as i love all Rainus and even all the you know i don't because I, I i admire a lot i don't know if i like 
uh would say i like allison but i find her far more compelling complex contradictory dense depth of character far more so than i, I see renera like i see her like a gen z <laughs> uh and me being a millennial that's maybe and then also knowing being in that transition of of uh from where my mother's because she was relatively young mother too when she had me she's 18 so kind of being close in that it's a it's a it's very a very uh unique position to be but back to to Rainus. all of these people in power all of what they're doing they don't give it like like she mentioned about the people and then she immediately comes out and like all these people are dead and while Rainus is a good person this is this is part of the game this is part of the part that Otto was saying you know people are gonna get fucking hurt like the the idea that they're not going to get hurt is naive people are going to to get hurt in this fray so she uh could have ended it all you know she at first they're trying to close the gate Otto's like open the fucking gate so we can let her the fuck out she wants to leave uh she starts to look at i like through the fog we see rain it's like it's just a badass scene for eve best it's just it wasn't necessary i don't think this was necessary um do we need to have it in the dragon pit i feel like that's that could have happened in the great hall i I don't know maybe because so many people um but maybe they and then they left at night couldn't they have just gone before everyone started because it felt like a, a good deal of time had passed uh also was not a huge fan of watching everybody thinking (laughs) <laughs> something about that reminded me of a, a video and i wanted but the the romani juari ramin juari his soundtrack was bomb ass as usual i mean i can i can hear him that's how damn good he is like i can recognize him instantly is what i meant to say <laughs> let us talk about why she did not jacaris all of them as someone else said uh you could have saved so many lives we don't know that you do not know that that's that's the funny part you could say that but that's actually fundamentally not true there could still be a civil war like i think that that's the part that everyone is missing the same things that apply for Aegon apply for rhaenyra Renera could have been crowned king or queen and others would have flocked to Aegon and there the 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 chances actually were greater like the civil war was always going to happen the only way it was never going to happen is if Aegon was named king and uh and Renera was never in the idea that she would be taking the crown like if that if she and then she got told the prophecy from her father so she thinks she's doing it out of this sense of uh blood duty you know they're both they both have their convictions they both are holding on to these divine otherworldly bullshit convictions really 
that are are egging on their answer their uh well not see i want to say that but that's not what happened and because it's not what happened in the book it makes for a different story on television so Renera is is the one that's going to be now tested with this idea this divine right to rule versus okay this is just what the forces of the world are saying because i i still think that based on the politics of how they've uh, laid out king's landing um i don't i i don't think you could say with any 100 percent certainty that had she killed them in this moment that Renera would have a great time and a lot of people would lives would be saved and things would just be put back to right the greens are not just the high towers the greens are not just uh even i mean because look at all the children he has and then he's got another children darren i'm so glad they came out and said darren's apparently in wherever uh the high tower i forgot that place the name of where he's at he's over there because i would never have thought i I thought they was going to some dark places with that story so i'm glad my prediction was wrong but also why would you not mention that at all that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my 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 and i do mean in the show how the fuck you got a third child you ain't ever even brought up he saw the little twins helena's children she even loves you know doing bugs on embroidery (laughs) but she's starting to grow on me she's so sweet she has a otherworldly type of thought process but she's a she's a very sweet child and another woman of color just very casually thrown into the cast there i like that and she took the little babies away uh she tells Kristen to get helena away even though helena and Kristen both didn't listen to her she puts herself in front of her son so i think there was a question of whether she does really love him she's willing to die for him even though they both would die (laughs) stepping in front of the dragon to take the brunt first of the dragon fire is not gonna stop him from being roasted she could have killed everyone on that platform wiped off wiped out the whole entire generation now that might have been a bigger thing but then what would the people have thought of you um by doing that and that's again part of the equation that i've always been talking about where we heard very quickly how renera feels about the people fuck them they're gonna do what i say and it doesn't seem like she's even came close to revisiting that idea whereas you see allison wanting to be a servant of the people getting the people on her side um doing what would impress them even the faith of the seven what she was wearing uh all of that endears her to the public so this shit could have got down you wiped out everyone in this room and then you have a, a populace who doesn't want you what do you do then you're gonna kill everybody that's not how that works so i think while on surface value yeah you would think that idea of yeah this this would stop the whole entire war there's 
really nothing to say that wouldn't and the fact that you still have another kid out there that is a a a son of viserys targaryen that could everyone can flock their banners to and he still has that one thing that the kingdom is still not a hundred percent down with which is uh he has a dick so this scene only part i I really didn't like about it is that it was really unnecessary (laughs) it just wasn't uh other than to show rainice despite how she feels or despite how she may align because we really don't get her answer but clearly she wanted to work with her she wouldn't have left but at the same because she says we don't we honor our husband's words so she knows that she's like i know you're gonna you're gonna want to do what your husband wants but here's the thing her husband's not dead yet and i think with her husband still being between life and death she would never make that call uh and thus that's what i'm what i feel about renera in that sense like she really did feel a whole lot better with the idea that viserys or her idea that viserys actually made that call um so she leaves on on malice and i'm sure all those people who died are gonna be like you fucking reds <laughs> and that's how we end the episode it was a really really good episode oh another part that i thought was interesting because there was a lot of jealous shots of Amon, especially once he was crowned we got his personal feelings but he makes a comment which is completely untrue which is if anything were to happen to Aegon, i'm next in line and i'm like uh say what Aegon has children his children it goes through the uh, the bloodline on the father's side so no he would not unless he would just name him over his children which when did that happen so the idea that he thinks is in his mind right now i will be next in line i think what we see happening with with uh uh, aemon is exactly what we are seeing play out a lot more with or had played out with damon but is that going to be to a detriment because one thing we could see this week with the greens is even they are divided you know even they are scheming amongst themselves and that goes all the way up to the brothers and thus <laughs> and thus it makes for so much more drama complexity right and i wonder if on the other side it'll be just that type of because everybody doesn't agree on everything in a war um it's the person you ally yourself with but it doesn't mean you agree with everything they do or don't do and you have to and and you're playing still that political game it's not a stop it doesn't end what's also crazy is that Renera, if she ever actually got a chance to talk to uh to allison i bet you she would kind of believe that might be true because as stated renera believes that she's the only person he ever told but they're talking about two different prophecies that's the craziness she's thinking about the one he's talking about his dream 
the dream he had why he was pushing Ama so much to have a son is because that son was supposed to reunite the kingdoms but now he's thinking about she's thinking about this other prophecy she told him about the you know the song of ice and fire so it's just uh it's it's not even that she if she heard her she'd be like well that's confusing because why would he tell you that you know why would he tell you that and you know that that's true and what he wanted and uh yeah just that's that's a that's just um a nice weave into the story to make it a little bit more gray i think that's all i have for my feedback regarding my thoughts on the episode but we do have mail from the mailbag parthenia gave a quick comment just uh she thought it was a great ending and she thought it was a very slow episode broken down into a lot of parts however everyone was choosing sides but the queen who never was she came through in the end she knew when they were walking towards that building that she was not leaving without her dragon uh, she is going to write in to the finale for more comprehensive thoughts but i thought i would get her feedback out of the way before we hop into the mailbag just because it was just a small snippet but i look forward to your more comprehensive breakdown let's hop into the satchel What up, Cena? This is Mimi. This is feedback for House of the Dragon, um, episode nine. I believe this must be the penultimate episode, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's only ten episodes this season. But I will say it was a freaking doozy from the fucking beginning to the end was amazing. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was just so like so much crap and i mean it's messy as fuck but you know that does make good tv um i did jot a few notes down but per usual i'm driving i i don't know why i just always end up having so much stuff to do on my day of working that before my shift i don't even get to take a nap before a shift i just be up for 24 hours all the time i i don't know what's going on in my life these last i don't know i would say last three months but it's been like this all the time probably because i have to leave so early on my beginning of my work days because i work far away but anyway um i tried to rewatch this i only got about halfway through um yeah so i wanted to rewatch eight and nine and I was only able to watch rewatch half of nine so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm off Sunday um so I'm gonna try and rewatch eight nine and then of course watch ten so I can refresh my memory um hopefully um I've been and listen to your podcast on this uh episode already so I can have um any questions that are like lingering I can get those out but I I am going to try and keep this one shorter because I know that I'm I can, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole and it's just gonna be me blabbering on for 25 minutes and I'd rather say that for the finale so I'm gonna just I jotted down a couple of little notes 
um, that I wanted to make a little point of. But first of all, can I can I hear from my girl, Rainice? I I've loved her probably since like she like I liked her um, in the beginning, but I felt like we didn't even really see the type of a person she was. She was always in the background. We know she was the queen that never was, and she had seemed to come to terms with it, even though she was technically the rightful heir, if anyone ever was, since she was like the king's daughter, if I'm understanding the relationship with her and Veneris correctly. Um, but of course, they didn't want a woman queen, or a woman to be heir, because she would be uh, in charge, and you know, the world can't have a woman running anything. It's just not the way things are. So, um, yeah, so I knew, I, I would say probably it was um, probably more after episode seven that I like, really, like, I think I started to lean towards her because I was like, I don't know anything about Lena's daughters. Um, and I don't know that we're going to get what I like the what the information that I want anytime soon because they're definitely in the background right now. I don't know how many seasons this uh, show is going to be. I don't even know how many books there is. And I don't know that I'm gonna, I want to read them. I, even the Game of Thrones, like I was like, this is a show I'm fine watching, but I don't think I want to read about this stuff. It just seems, I don't know, like a lot. Like it just seems like it would be hard for me to follow if it's if I'm understanding the way the book is organized correctly and it's too much information and I, I can't read stories like that they just don't mesh with my brain my brain don't comprehend stories like that I like world building I like you know there's a like a plot that we follow and then shit happens along the way those are the kind of stories I can understand you being a history buff Christina it seems like that's probably why you remember so much of the stories the way that they're told like it's like laid out like a history lesson I don't learn like that and I don't even want to read anything like that so I'm, I, I can guarantee unless my mind changes course and it, it becomes different which it, it could happen over the years I don't think I'll ever read any of these so um, I'm just gonna you know go with what I see and you know t like care about the characters as I as everything is laid out I'm still not here for for Damon um, and Rhaenyra I can't say that I'm a, a fan of them but um, Alicent in her naive naivety she really like she thinks that Aegon first of all is gonna listen to her <laughs> second of all is is gonna be anything other than a fuckboy king um, we saw what happened in the Game of Thrones when a fuckboy is the king. He was uh, the start of all the shenanigans. I don't think he is gonna. I don't think he's like Aegon, so I don't want to put that on that king. But yeah, it's gonna be some fuckery. But I loved the way this episode ended. Like I loved it. She really went down there, got her fucking dragon, and she could have easily left, and nobody would have ever fucking known. She could have just scurried her happy ass back to uh, Driftmark, or even like to Dragonstone to tell Renera what happened, or she she could have just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go to Driftmark and let this shit play out," because you know my name been and I ain't in it. I'm Switzerland. Fuck you or both. You know she could be like that, but she made it a point. And I fucking, everything about that scene 
had me, I was like fucking screaming. Like when I tell you, I, I literally screamed because I was like, she was always my girl. And in the last episode, I really liked her in episode eight. But in this episode, just everything about it, like the conversation her and Allison had, she could have easily jumped ship because we know she don't rock with fucking Renera like that either. But she, you know, she's a faithful person and she's like, you know, my word isn't flimsy, basically. And, you know, you're not going to sway me. I I understand what Renera is, but I, I made a vow and my husband did too. And we stick with our shit like we we made a vow. And whether those kids are mine or not, they have my name, and that's what my husband cared about. So, bitch, back back up. She had her dragon bust in that motherfucker and stare everybody down. And everybody's running, screaming. She made sure everything, like, the smoke cleared, and she looked right at them. But she didn't fucking, like, she could have killed them. And she let them know, I can fucking roast your ass right now. You could be charcoal right where you fucking stand. You bitches could be dead. And what the fuck would you do about it? Nothing. You you are at the mercy of me right now. But she didn't. She, she literally, the smile she had when she, like, it was fucking, it was poetic. And, um everything about it because I, I felt like it happened right at the the most perfect time because Aegon was finally feeling himself like he got his scary ass up there and then they gave him the sword and all of a sudden he started like popping his collar like oh shit I'm the motherfucking king and then it was just like bitch you you saw it and I fucking loved it it was fucking spectacular I loved every second of that I really despise the fact that um Edmund um didn't decide that his brother was shitty and just kill him because that's what it sounded like him and 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 Sir Kristen Cole was was talking about you know um he never wanted his birthright he's trash look at him and even the the Eric's the twins like when they were in that little fight club with the little the kids and they were like you know they sharpen their teeth and their their nails and they have these kids that are 10 year olds fighting Aeon is always there and some of the motherfuckers in there are his children like he's like what the fuck are we fighting for why are we even a part of this let that motherfucker die like he does not deserve to be king like Sir Kristen Cole was just looking out for Allison because you know he's all up in the Queen's you know, all up, all up in her fucking Kool-Aid, but Eric, I don't know which is which, <laughs> Eric and Arik, <laughs> I don't know why you would name your kids it's the same fucking thing, but whatever, it's spelled different, so it's fine, um, when I saw his, like, his brother was fighting Chris Nicole, and he was losing, and he was looking, I was like, you're not gonna help your brother, and then I'm like, oh shit, he's like, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm out, and I, and I knew that's what he was doing. And I was like, I hope he, I thought maybe he would like escape or like leave and go to, um, Renera. But I was like, who knows how long that would fucking take. I was like, oh, he can maybe he'll, he'll help out Renaris, uh, Rainus. And that's exactly what he did. And like, even the, um, I forget what his name is. The, the King's Guard 
uh, captain, I don't know, lieutenant, lieutenant, whatever the hell, I don't know what his title is, but when he like pulled his cloak off, I was like, okay, I hope he doesn't die, we don't know, and that's what I wanted to watch it again, because the guy that was hanging up, like the day they hung, that was the guy that tried to escape, who was hesitant about bending a knee and then tried to leave to warn Renera. I think that was him, but then I was thinking, oh shit, is it the King's Guard? Because uh, the other guy quit, and and now that job title goes to Sir Kristen Cole, even though he fucking murdered Beesberry. Like, are you guys just gonna fuck? Like, seriously? Like, what the fuck? I swear, when it happened, the shock that, like, the the emotional turmoil that went over Allison's face is the same as mine. She was looked shocked and appalled, and then she looked exhausted <laughs> I was like are you fucking like I was like my I did the like the emotions that she had I swear to god I did the same thing I had my mouth like I, sh I was shocked and I covered my mouth and I was just sitting there with it open and then listening to Kristen Cole pull his like knife out trying to fight like I was like are you fucking serious right now like dude and the poor guy just bled out he was dead and nobody could even fucking get his damn we couldn't even take his body out like what the fuck this shit is crazy like y'all gave that motherfucker a promotion after he murdered someone clearly he was opposed to the whole thing so he would have been someone that y'all would have had to get rid of anyway that's clearly why y'all don't care but this shit is already going out of the fucking like to the left real fast like i just for the life of me that man's life just meant nothing i know he was old and boring but i know he had some grandkids somewhere if he's if he's in that council he has to be higher up like y'all just for sure put his family on your side and that's the other question i have for you christina because i was having this discussion with darren and i was like okay so we know there was at least there was three people but for sure two two people who refused to bend the knee it was the gentleman and the female the lady i don't know anybody's name i don't really care the one guy was hesitant and he bent the knee because clearly he was a chicken um but the other two for sure would not bend the knee so i'm like there's i there's two things that they could do with those people there's two options option a is just kill him let him be dead and the other option is hold him hostage but i was telling darren that he was like well maybe they'll hold him hostage until they change their mind I was like, but what if that never happens? Like, these people have to, like, if they're there, they're the, 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 the hierarchy isn't the right word. They're the, like, the head of their household for who, for whatever reason. And if they don't return home, wouldn't that be a red flag? And if they are sent home and all of a sudden told, like, okay, you can leave, but you gotta, you gotta be on my side. What would stop them from saying, fuck you guys, you guys held me hostage, and then on their way home, take a U-turn to go to uh, Dragonstone and tell Renera what the fuck happened. Like, Darren was like, well, they probably won't let him leave. So if they never leave, their family would be like, where the fuck is my kin? You know, and then that would start a war too. Like, why are you holding my family? And then when they hear about what's going on, they're going to know what the fuck's happening. So, like, I guess my question is, what are the options and if if they are going to kill them then then they just know that those families are going to be on Renera's side is that something they're willing to risk because and i just the way that otto 
just said, you know, make it quick and clean when you go to Dragonstone with Damon. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, okay, I know that we haven't seen Damon in action, but the fact that he was in a war and then he came out, like, we didn't see what he did with dude, but he came out with dude's fucking head. We know he's not no easy kill. So y'all really think that you're just going to walk into Dragonstone and just start slaying motherfuckers and it's going to be real easy and quiet and clean? I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know, but I, like, you know, who's with them at their house. But I know that Renera is a princess no matter what. So it's not like she don't have people, guards protecting her house. Like, it's not going to be that easy. And I can't even imagine that he thinks it is. Like, he's not... Like, even though Otto's a piece of shit, and he's shady, and, like, he's manipulative, he's not stupid. So he can't really think that he's just gonna murder Renera and Damon, and it's just gonna be that easy. I I just can't even understand what he thinks about to happen. And you already know how I feel about Aegon, but the fact that he didn't even want to be king, and he had that conversation with, uh, Allison in the carriage, you know, he had 20 years to tell, like, to to change his mind, and he didn't. Like, this isn't what he wanted, and she's like, he told me that he did his last breath. Even Aegon didn't believe her. Like, why would he? He's like, he didn't like me, and I don't think he did either. And it wasn't even until you pointed out that um, the middle daughter, the daughter, I guess Aegon's wife, is. Viserys' daughter too and he act like she don't even fucking exist the only child he really act like he had was fucking Renera. and if y'all think that she ain't favored you fucking crazy and Allison know that this is a terrible idea nobody's gonna listen to her of course and if she thinks that Aegon's gonna be able to to tell um the hand that yeah don't kill Renera, like he's gonna fucking listen that man wants Aegon on the throne because Aegon can be a fucking puppet so really the hand will be the king and that's really probably what he wanted from the beginning Aegon's not fit and you're not going to tell me that that Hightower don't know that he just knows that he's a fucking idiot and he's manipulate you can manipulate him so why not just put him on the throne I don't think the second son Aegon would be as pliable pliable I should say as Aegon. It's just not going to happen. Um, I wrote notes, but I'm not going to go through it because I know it's going to make my uh, thing a little bit longer. And I, like I said, I'm going to save that for the finale. But the last thing I want to talk about is, is actually two things. The first thing is, the more I look at Kristen Cole, the more he's starting to remind me of Jon Snow. And I was like, did they do that on purpose? Like, he looks like, uh, like a great value version of Jon Snow. I was like, did y'all do that on purpose? Because he's not Jon Snow, and he never will be, because I'm, I'm, I never hated Jon Snow like I hate Sir Kristen Cole. So I just want to point that out. The second thing was I saw this, <laughs> this meme, and I don't know where I saw it. I was somewhere, and I couldn't, I couldn't save it. It might have been Facebook. I think it was Facebook. If I, if I find it, I'm going to screenshot it so I can show you. But it said... <laughs> it had a picture of Allison right next to her father. Well, her father was on the left and Allison was on the right. And at the top of it, the caption said, the hand and the feet. 
<laughs> and I was dying because that shit was the grossest crap I've ever seen. Like, oh my god. Like, when she had her foot up there and he was like looking at her, I didn't get it until she he started talking. Uh, what is his name? Lair Lairness? These names get on my nerve. But the creepy fucking dude that killed his whole family. He, <laughs> when she took her stockings off, I was like, is he looking at her? Is he a foot guy? Oh, God. And then when got all the information and she turned to the side and he was like masturbating to her feet, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> like, yuck. This <laughs> fucking terrible. So my question to you in the spoiler section, because you said you hope he isn't like he is in the book. I'm assuming he was worse than this in the book because you said he molested her. I mean, I I think personally, if I was Alicent, if I was going to be spending time with someone, I would be spending time with Sir Kristen Cole. I would have got a piece of that. Like, I was like, don't tell me that it's above your station because I know you didn't already did it. But I guess, you know, it seems as though dude, that's probably the only way dude could ever get sex is with a prostitute or manipulation. So... I guess, I, I'm assuming that's probably what he did, manipulated her into sleeping with him, especially now that Viserys is dead. So I don't know if that's what you were saying was happening, but I am very curious. So I guess uh, you can put that in the spoiler section too. Um, that is all I have for you, so I will end it here. Um, until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, we out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your feedback on this episode. Uh, so a few answers to the questions that you brought up. Some I will answer in the spoiler section. Uh, the one thing about the book, it isn't concrete. I think that's the misconception with some that are going out and looking for book spoilers. Well, they're basically telling you it's not a hundred percent accurate. It's written by men who don't like women. <laughs> and thus their their perception of the events their perception of the players involved aren't necessarily an unbiased not to mention a wholly accurate iteration of events to come so i wouldn't reread it i got halfway through and i didn't want to finish it it wasn't even up to my cup of tea it was so fucking dry way way dry but i got interested in the dornish wars that was pretty interesting so uh yeah i'll talk about the differences in the book in that section to allison's credit about her thinking she can have some control of her son she did turn viserys you know she was able to make change through her own just power of persona i think that she wants to of course you have that hope that eventually things will go through because he is as a state he's still relatively young he has what uh i don't even know 17 yeah i guess he ain't that young but he's younger um than his sister that's for damn sure she's definitely 14 15 years older than he is uh so i in a way i cannot i get what you say i agree i think that that that's what happens is you try to have that control but then they become men and i think right now he's still a boy but 
with the break between her and Otto I wonder if that's gonna continue to be a thing between them uh and I won't say anything more because that's all mildly interesting speculation it was a moment for Rainus on that dragon because she also in my opinion because there's the behind the scenes of course they always say what they think and they're of the opinion she could never kill another mother who's just trying to do the best thing for their son and I think to a certain extent she gets that 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 feels more one of the few times I agree with him with their behind the scene assessments but it is a moment in which here is uh she's getting full and utter control over a situation and she makes a choice and that choice has nothing to do with her husband the realm anything it's just a personal choice for her that she makes and like i said i think in my opinion there's a certain respect there as a person that's why i think that's why she calls her by her name allison hightower i see you um they weren't going to kill him they never oh yeah the Kristen and amen they weren't going to kill him they were going to just pull a hole i already forgot her husband's name where he can go out and live his best life it's crazy all the people that don't want it but then the minute they have it they're like oh yeah i can i can I, this is all mine and he sees people are bowing to him and that respect that he's never gotten from his mother or his family now he has all that power in his hand in which he's you know it's never great to give it to someone who's just this massively insecure was it chicken or smart to bend the knee i mean there were a few people who were walked away to the dungeon <laughs> so on one hand yeah you could die for your beliefs but on the other do you really want to die for them uh to answer your question what would they do with those people they probably because they don't want to out you're right they don't want to out and out kill them if not necessary you know they would love to be able to at least take it to minuscule levels versus out and out massacring but ultimately that's probably where it's gonna lead i mean they could also try to go to their their kin and be like hey we have him ransom all you have to do is bend the knee if we put you in power instead of him like he'll get to live but you have to bend the knee i mean these things happen or they bend the knee and then they go back home and yeah they do rush to someone else's banner i mean you're talking european entry centuries of this is how shit played out played out all the time you'd be pardoned they come back parliament's mad pardon again and they fuck you over and then eventually you prison them and then you kill them <laughs> it just yeah that pretty much is the prisoning's the first they'll try to bargain with them like hey just think it over in prison for a few days and you know do you really want to die for this and then probably yeah what's to stop them nothing's to stop them uh at this time they've had it oh yeah you have to think about it from the people's perspective in a way and even for the noblemen they've never had a bad king um particularly a bad targaryen king i think this is i think the the impotence for that being a trend but the everyone's no one's looking at aegon and expecting the absolute worst because he does have a council 
and while he is the king because he has a council it's very much like parliament or you know europe after the what uh, i forgot the one that signed the magna carta where parliament has oh, like that i mean yeah you're a king but what is a kingdom without driftmark driftmark decides they're not going to come to your banner and then you go to war with driftmark is that going to work out well for you or is it better to you know listen maybe to their grievances and give in for the things that you want right so it's a it's a back and forth and the last thing uh no because i have a few other things here um the thing about lord beesbury while yeah it's sad that he but what he was saying was pretty much treason like while everyone could be skeptical of whether or not viserys actually sat on his deathbed if they want to trust the queen or not when the minute that's why Orwell was like oh you need to calm the fuck down you can't tell someone or stand up and say you murdered the king and not expect to be cut down that's treasonous talk sir i disagree with Eamon. i think that he would be far more a better a king because he knows how to listen to his counselors and advisors he even told his brother like if i gotta fuck my sister so that the the it's for the benefit of the king in the realm i'm gonna do that as he said i've read books on he seems like he does have a little bit of you know that chaos that both renera and the other has and maybe that is it maybe that's the the thing is i feel at this point he may feel in a lot of ways he's more qualified but there's just something about him that may maybe a little bit even more dangerous than Aegon himself who's just and all intents and purpose a selfish disgusting prick like he said he's no depraved joffrey he's just more in line with men of his age and we're in the if i had to put this historically we would be in the the protestant reformation period (laughs) where they're in the catholic church period of history where you know you could just buy indulgences to pay for your all your sins uh we work we work all the bullshit in the system that's really not quite as morally a as the religion in which we we say but yeah they're at the time where they're even trying to curtail that like yeah no we don't want to be like that or at least his his uh family is but before then i'm sure it's the, the conquerors they didn't call him the conqueror for nothing uh the meme the hand and the feet that shit's hilarious i need to go find it yes she could have them murdered but oh, oh yeah you're saying about how could they have killed if they're sending an army i i, I know that damon's a badass in the sense of yeah he's got the experience and if there was a one-on-one well yeah maybe Kristen cole doesn't win that fight but you send a fucking army to someone's doorstep i don't care how fucking great you are (laughs) you're gonna be murdered you're gonna be slaughtered uh so no as far as what you were talking about that was just a supposition that he molested her not that he actually molested her or that they have any relationship past what we saw currently so yeah she was but but that's not allison like right now she might fuck him but not when she was uh her her when she was a wife and even now i don't think that's like not even on her mind like even those i think she suppresses those feelings 
emotions even if she wanted to they're so suppressed at this point in her life because they have been for what a good 24 plus 14 i don't even know yeah that's a that's a huge significant part of her life to have been suppressing a huge you know the emotional side and desires that she might have because those are not for her uh so yeah that was a, a supposition for their confirmed third child fourth child between viserys and allison that's why i was making all those jokes of oh she's still fucking that man because they have a much younger kid <laughs> called darian uh so apparently we'll see him season two they're just slow playing laris's evilness but yeah he is someone that's not really to be trusted in any capacity because he's playing his own game and i think that's a good segue into the spoiler section if you don't want to listen i'll see you next week i'm looking forward for the finale i know what's going to happen and i think that everyone's going to have their jaw on the floor and it's just going to be crazy times because i do think as i stated previously that they have been and i think that now i'm i'm a 3d viewpointing it i think this year is very much focused so much more this first season on allison's struggle uh and her her slip into the dark side so to speak uh and and her flaws they've they've been spotlighting it a lot more so than renair and i stated and a lot others mentioned last podcast that the kind of disappointment in that i think season two is gonna flip that story around and we're gonna get the other side of that and then season three when you mention you don't know how many seasons i think they could do this in around three or four especially if you have plans to stretch this out even further and now they're doing the whole Jon Snow thing so they can take over the Song of Ice and Fire I think we need to go through those 174 years because they'd be awesome and you can you it it makes a lot of sense with these younger characters they're very young uh comparatively to all the others that come after so they could really truly you know grow this show it to be the next Game of Thrones but not but not only focus on the dance of the dragons because as i stated um well i'll put that in the spoiler section so until next time if you want to see some feedback you know where to go social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe deuces let's get into it I just realized belatedly at the top I did not mention if I sound like really shitty I'm sick (laughs) that's why I'm just slightly a little sick I'm getting a little soreness in my throat I'm not liking it whatsoever it's the change in this crazy weather but let's talk about the dance of the dragons where I was leaving off on it's only two years so it's not like it's a significant amount but we do have a lot of people we've not seen like most of the players haven't even been introduced so uh and then you have that one whole fucking usurper period of the false king so yeah they could i think they might can stretch it out to five seasons 
if they if it depends on the pace it feels like this first season they got through while they didn't really get through a lot they got through a lot right um and i think in a lot of ways one was imagining they would be doing like 50 times more fleshing than even the book did but though they're 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 keeping us uh yeah I, i i gotta keep an eye on the pace i'm fine with it but i can see people wondering like whoa move a little fast as far as the differences between this episode yeah like i'm glad that they didn't have Fisera's body out rotting because it was a fucking how many four or five days while they were getting this shit uh knocked out that's the thing about the book in the tv show is i feel like especially those clickety click wakey thing i'm not judging a little bit i am but i'm not judging completely you know if you want to go find information that way hey you can spoil yourself that's up to you but don't lean then on that wiki information as somehow your holy grail bible on how the events are supposed to play out uh for better and worse right the same thing like everyone bitching about why do you have to kill his wife because he killed his wife that made more sense for the story i still don't agree on the the one guys whatever but sure that just it happened um the drift mark thing happened pretty quickly so i I just went my brain is so all over the place i just went back to going back to (laughs) how many seasons this could be done with that stop brain stop thinking about that let's go back to the differences so yeah they left uh viserys's corpse out you know there was no it didn't seem like there was in the books there was any love loss between just like the last episode where the in the books they they said the whole setup with the them coming to terms and apologizing to each other like it was just only for show but you can see that actually was honest interaction between these two women actually reconciling uh the whole part about her whispering or him whispering to her about the prophecy that's show that's not the books uh so of course they make alicet come out as a far more cold calculated ambitious bitch who basically had just been trying to force her son onto the throne after her and Rhaenyra's pretty much just decided to hate each other <laughs> like they just always hated each other that's how it's always been it's just this bitch cat fight and this bitch cat fight is what caused this dance of the dragons you see how they immediately diminished the value of the women so i don't hold on to that as my holy roman text of how things because that a is already biasly horrible towards women not to mention it's written by all men so that's that's the first part that i I, i'm gonna continue to repeat so to hold on to the oh she must be this cold calculated she must have poisoned all those things that were lobbied against her of how she was this evil horrible person is really the the viewpoint of whoever you're listening to at least all of them feel that way because uh they want to vilify the women particularly in this story when things happen um so part of that was leaving the body out they didn't do that in the show in the book this all went down like people were getting killed laris was in the room uh was in the green council room and he basically made everybody do a blood pack because he's fucking weird like that (laughs) so blood vial it's just a lot darker there was people just being murdered and being put in line if you didn't 
bend the knee he was yeah he was whoop, gone bye lord caswell made it he actually ends up going to uh dragonstone dragonstone's not that far from uh where's that drift mark from dragonstone i'm pretty sure dragonstone's not that far from king's landing on a map i think it takes like a day or so to get there but of course news be traveling and they would be traveling so it's gonna take a little longer to get that news especially since they they kept it i think they kept it longer though i want to say they kept the it in for like two weeks it's an extremely long period of time that they kept viserys's death under wraps until they had literally all of their pieces in place and otto was very much at the head of that and so was laris uh they don't really have any personal insight on aemon other than a very uh one line or two in the books like aemon thought he would be the better leader and that leans into him actually becoming king for a time in which aegon is in incapacitated but aegon is gonna be just like a shit king and i like seeing the fact that in that moment with the actor because they haven't been doing much with the with the kids I like the way in which he he realized oh shit this is this is nice this is what i have this is my birthright and he starts to see himself in that light but he's that's the thing he continues to fail expectation even when he shows up looking what they want him to be as stated i wonder at this loss particularly of Mas- i'm like i don't that's the other thing masaria i didn't think she like we didn't see her die so clearly i'm thinking she's too close to the story that she would be dead i think but at the same time the whole rainus comes out of the keep on a dragon on malus is not part of the book that shit didn't happen so they changed a lot of things that did not actually happen renis renis was not there um the dragon thing did not happen um the the was the yeah they had the erics in the book uh they do show another part what he has in the satchel because i was wondering how she was going to get viserys's crown uh i like the conscious choice that it was allison that wanted the conqueror's uh crown and not viserys i like the fact that they said viserys the peaceful so he wanted his legacy and they pretty much wrote him as the peaceful king which he was but uh that's how history remembers him concretely as it is spoken by the green council i like the touch with the with the citizens as well because i think that's going to play into rendera when she's going to try to take king's landing and why they turn so violently against her granted they can add a lot of other factors into that but i think that uh her seeing her really get the people on Aegon's side at the onset and how the kingdom has done well under the greens that's another big big uh i feel something that's not as concretely <laughs> you you know massage into the story as it could be but that is as it is and uh yeah i think I, i'm not missing i don't think did Aegon go miss i don't think Aegon went missing i think that was all for the show or at least yeah they 
made it I, I don't know I don't remember everything yeah I don't remember everything do not quote me uh so Darren as I stated that was just supposition that was not something that happens in the book so that's why I said I hope they don't decide to do that because where the fuck is Darian? <laughs> so I was coming up with some really weird theories to explain it because the show didn't until apparently Kim Renfro was going off about it and so the show decided to come out and be like oh Darian's gonna be in season two and something tells me that that is something they just made up <laughs> So very little flaws in this episode. Uh, Really, really enjoyed it. Actually, I think it would boost my score to 9.8 because I thought it was a a perfect penultimate episode because while it wasn't action, it was suspense. It was the drama. It was seeing how everything fell into place. I I like that. That's the type of things that get me going when I'm watching TV so once again if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic